Michael Jackson, Celine Dion, Pitbull, Mariah Carey. Comes under the hammer. You have to be competitive. Uh -huh. Unbelievable. It's you just get such a buzz. And we're back. Hi, it's Jonathan Williams here at the Bricks and Mortar podcast. Bricks and Mortar podcast, well, that's a podcast about property. If you've got an interest in property, if you are buying, selling, renting or investing in property, then I'm sure that we'll have something in the next 20 or 30 minutes that'll float your boats and light your candle. This is an interview show this week, so we've done an interview. I went out to the south side into... White Craigs, and I had an interview with Dan Cohen. Dan Cohen, he is with Nicola Estate Agents. He's just at the start of his career. He's been working with Nicola Estate Agents for a couple of years or so. I did act on behalf of him as his solicitor about six months ago when he bought a new build. And we talk about the current market, some tips and tricks. Uh, he's had a few problems with his, his new build uh, as far as snaggings is concerned and although we didn't touch on that in the actual interview, we did that sort of offline, uh, I think what I might do in the coming weeks is to do a show about snaggings because it's not all, the grass is certainly not greener when you buy a new build and if you choose the wrong builder, then uh, once you've paid over your money to the builder then sometimes it can be a devil of a job trying to persuade them to get the snagging items done once you've paid them the money. So that's the interview. The main part of this show is going to be all about the interview but before we get started on the interview let me give you an update on Discus Man. If you will recall the Discus Man is the guy that I keep meeting on my way to work uh, in the past, he's been practicing his discus in Kelvin Grove Park at uh, half past six in the morning. Uh, the last time I met, uh, or passed him rather, he was uh, practicing his hammer. Uh, not something you generally see at half past six in a park in Glasgow. And I, I vowed that the next time that I saw him that I would stop the bike and uh, have a chat with him. And, and that's what I did this week. So the chap's name is Sarwan Singh. Um, I thought that he was sort of in his 50s. So clearly he's, he's looking pretty good because he's 74. Yep, 74. I don't know if we've got any listeners out there who are 74. I'm sure we don't have any listeners out there who are 74 and are prepared to get up at half past six in the morning to fling a discus. Um, in a park in Glasgow or in fact have a go at swinging a hammer. Quite astonishing, 74 years old. So he'd done this at university, uh, had a chat with him for about five minutes or so. He'd been doing this at university back in the day when he was in India. He'd come over here years ago and uh, had has now retired and has decided that he's going to take up the swinging of the hammer and the uh, and the throwing of the discus so he tells me that he's the british seniors champion as far as discus is concerned and he was a bit disappointed he told me with his uh, his hammer throw he was doing the scottish championships last week and, and only finished second against somebody who was 60 64 seems awfully unfair that you're competing against somebody who's 10 years 
younger than you. He says to me that he's competing in the British Championships and that's in September. So no doubt we'll see him in the coming weeks and months doing his training stint at half past six in the morning. He also told me about his daughter. Um, as with um, things, he said that his, his daughter had obviously got the love of discus and although she's 38 now, she uh, had... I think she he had said that she was part of the under-17 Scottish. She was the captain, I can't remember, captain of the Scottish under-17. Um, obviously a very proud, proud parent. So that's Discus Mann. Uh, we'll no doubt follow his uh, trials and tribulations as far as the British Championship is concerned. And I'll report back in once we get the results on, on that. So, so that's that. Um, the only person now I need to speak to is Pigeon Man. Uh, Pigeon Man is a guy who, uh, I was going to say he's in his 50s, I'd better, he's probably about 80, uh, and he sits uh, s- smoking a cigar, feeding pigeons at half past six in the morning. Just seems to be covered in pigeons. Um, now this guy is not a down and out, he, he clearly turns up in his bike, he's got his helmet and he just sits there smoking his cheroot and feeding the pigeons. Um, I'm on nodding terms with him now so I'll just need to pluck up the courage and have a chat with him. Very, very odd. Very, very odd. Listen, let's get on with the interview and uh, we'll see you on the other side. So hi, it's Jonathan Williams here and uh, we're back at the Bricks and Mortar podcast and uh, this week uh, I've travelled out to, uh, to Whitecraigs to meet uh, Daniel Cohen. Uh, Daniel Cohen's going to tell us a wee bit more about himself but Daniel Cohen works at Nicola Estate Agents and uh, Daniel, I was your solicitor uh, when you, you bought a property but uh, we're going to talk about estate agency yep. side of things. Um, tell me, estate agency, how did you get into that? I went to university okay. in Edinburgh Napier, did business studies and accountancy. Alrighty. And then I realised that, well, after a while, I've always loved property growing up. I've always been fascinated of seeing inside houses and interior design and different things like that. And, and then, that come, would that come from the television or just... Yeah, no, I used to watch Homes Under the Hammer. Oh, right. I used to be obsessed. Grand designs. <laughs> that was like all my, my morning when I was off school. I used to just be obsessed with watching. Right. Or the, the home programs. It's interesting because I've, I've interviewed and spoken to a lot of, of estate agents and those that are into the property, and, and there is this fascination from a very early age um, of uh, about property, and, and that's clearly what you have. There is. It's exciting when you see all the houses being built, and especially with grand designs, and you, you think, oh my God, what's the finished product going to be? And yeah. there's a new program that my wife and I have started that's say fixer up and it's in America and it's this couple right. and they help they help uh, people buy a house uh-huh. and it's the worst house in the best street okay. and then they completely yeah. renovate it and it's made and it turns into something unbelievable. Wow. And it's the excitement of being able to do that and being able to help people sell buy properties and sell properties and, uh-huh. and move on to like a next step in life. And okay. you go into the most amazing homes and then university that's what I thought, no, this is what I want to do. Right. And I had a placement year during my course. Right. Which I went into Allen and Harris State Agency for a year. Oh, right. That's okay. which, where was that? Where was that Newton Mounds. Oh, right, just down the road. Yeah. Okay. So I went there for my placement year for um, for university. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, 
I could have gone back to university and done my honours or right. I could have graduated with my Bachelor of Arts. Sure. And I thought, well, I want to stay at the state agency, so it makes more sense for me to stay in stay in the state agency mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and get my Bachelor of Arts, which I did with distinction, rather than go back into my honours. Right. And then I started with Nicol just, just after that. Wow. And so this is your first, as it were, proper job? Yeah. And yeah. how long have you been here? I've been here in October two years. Wow. I worked part-time for Topshop, but that was only about, that was five years I worked there. Right. That was that was we're better, we're better pass than that. Totally different, so <laughs> moving on from that. Okay. Um, we've spoken in past interviews about mentors and, and people who sort of assist you during your, your career. Clearly, you're quite early on in your, in your career, yeah. so to speak. And was there anybody or is there anybody there who you know what... You, you could pick up the phone and, and have a chat with about this, that, and the next thing. But to be fair, Douglas, I pick up the phone to constantly, and yes, he's my boss, but he is my mentor, and yeah. he trains me up, and I've learned about the whole, my role as a state agent and valuer, and I have grown into that role. Mm -hmm. But it's being able to be a part of everything and be able to learn from gain the office, learn from Karen in the office, and, and learn from Douglas, which is my biggest mentor, who sure. is my main mentor. Because Douglas has been, he's been around the houses quite literally, hasn't he? Yeah. I and mean, he's been at Retty's. Um, a lot of experience. He's been Retty yes. and Alan Harris as yep. the director. So he, he's got a good knowledge behind him and he knows what he's talking about and he's had a lot of, ex a lot of experience yeah. in the different markets, up and downs. And, and how important do you think that is to have a mentor? I think it's important to have a mentor, one that knows what they're talking about and have had the experience, but yep. two, for guidance that I know I'm, I'm going the right way and I'm learning the correct information mm -hmm. in order for mm -hmm. me to progress and to succeed. Okay, good, good. Um, you can't switch the television on without seeing something about Brexit um, and we're going to maybe have a little bit of a chat about the market. Um, we're out here in Newton Mearns, uh, tell me a bit more about the types of properties that you sell through Nicola Estate Agents. You've got a wide variation. You've got the, the smaller properties where you've got your, your flats, your semi-detached houses, your, yeah. your small bungalows, but then you go all the way up to your detached villas, detached bungalows, and over a million, 1.4, 1.5 million mm -hmm. and higher up. And okay. you, you do have a wide variation of, of, of properties. And we do a lot of work with the new builds as well. Um, Stuart Mill and Cala, Mac and Mick, Laura Holmes, um, West Point, you know, it's, there's a, a wide variation of properties, so you, st you you have the smaller, but then you have the much bigger mm -hmm. houses, so mm -hmm. it's, it's nice to see in and out of every single property to in order for us and myself and Douglas to gain experience in all market types and not just one specific property. Okay, um, it, it's a competitive market, um, undoubtedly, um, you know, through the, the West End, there's, there's certainly it's almost as if everybody's chipping away at their fees. How are you finding, are they standing up, the, the fees that you're charging? Are you going to have, you're having to be competitive in, in this market? Yeah, you have to be competitive. I think with any agent, when you're up against bigger companies and corporate companies, and you know, you, you do have to kind of come and go with your fees. And we're lucky enough that we can because we are obviously a smaller business. Mm -hmm. and Douglas makes the final decisions at the end of the day and what fees that we charge. But no, yeah. we, we do charge we do come and go because we do want people's business in order to, you know, agency is word of mouth and people's experience is important moving mm -hmm. forward and that's yeah. where people listen to listen to other people from. Sure. And uh, no, we, we do come and go with our fees in order to satisfy clients and, and do the best that we can. Okay, okay. 
We touched on Brexit there, um, and we are in the middle of July, so we've got the, the middle of the summer holidays. Um, how's the market? Have you, do you think that Brexit's had a, an adverse effect as far as the market is concerned, or is it just too early to say? The housing market's not stopped. People are obviously a bit unsure of what's mm -hmm. going on and what's happening, but we still have plenty of sales, viewers, closing dates. I'm plenty of properties coming on so the market is still going it's yeah. not stopped in any means I obviously there's going to be people a bit nervous as to well, what's going on at the beginning it was very for the first couple of days it was what's happening it was what, absolute what's, carnage wasn't it was it? but from then it, it picked up and you do have the school holidays so it's it's a bad time to do it because mm. you've got a lot of people away on holiday and because the schools are off yeah but no, the market's still going, it's, it's not stopped. A, a couple of my clients have asked me, um, you know, should they, be put, should they be dipping their toe into the market and, and, and is it the right time to, to buy? And I've really been saying to them, you know, if you're, if you're medium to long term, then there really shouldn't be anything preventing you from, from going into the market. No. Is that your view as well? Or have you got of a different course. take on it? The market's always going to be there. You're not going to have the market completely stop. Yeah. People still have to live life, so people are still going to have to move for their needs. People are still going to want to, you know, upsize and different things like that, and mm. or downsize depending on what they need to do. But yeah. the market's always going to be there, and for some people, they prefer to have investment properties. Um, and the market hasn't stopped; it's still going. Okay. Um, Nicola Estate Agents, they will go out and they will try and, and win work um, and a lot of, of clients are looking for tips to sell their property. Um, do you have your top tip? What's your top tip for somebody who's wanting to, to sell their property? It's about getting, meeting the people that are going to be selling your property. It's always important. You have a few agents out, some people have one out, some people have a few out. Mm -hmm. But it's having the agents out and who you feel most comfortable with and then when you're selling it's the top tip I would say is go with an agent that you feel that you are that you have a connection with that you feel that yes, I'm going to be treated how I would want how we treat people how we would be treated ourselves. Uh, I, yes, uh -huh. And I think that's important when somebody's buying it, so top tip is when selling is that find the agent that you feel most comfortable with in selling because you're going to be dealing with them on a day on basis mm -hmm, and you want mm -hmm. to feel comfortable with who you're giving your biggest asset to. And, and how important do you feel you know, getting that rapport is? Is that absolutely key to whether or not the, the, the client has a good transaction or not? I think it's good to build a rapport with people and some transactions will be smoother than others. Mm -hmm. Some transactions can be quite difficult if there's unfortunately a divorce or if it's an estate, you will have much trickier situations sure but it's being able to communicate which is the most important thing communication is key yeah and being able to communicate and, and listening to your clients is the most important thing is listening to what they want listening to when they want their viewings listen to what figures they need to make it work and just being able to give them the service that they, they deserve okay so as a seller you've chosen the estate agents obviously they've chosen nicola estate agents yeah and they are then deciding well are there any things that i should be looking at doing with my property in order to give me the best chance of selling the property at the best price well when douglas and i go out to put properties mm. we always always advise the vendors if there's any work that we see 
noticeable that it means done. Right. You are going to get with several properties, people will go in and put their own stamp onto it and yeah. make it what they want. Yeah. So we say to some people, there's no need to go and paint, there's no need to go and put new carpets down because somebody's going to come in and do that anyway. Uh-huh. But if it's in a really poor state, then we would suggest, yes, I would maybe move this. Or as I say to clients, your home is your home, but maybe declutter a little bit, open up the space, yeah. have lights on for viewings, have curtains open, blinds open, flowers, candles lit. It's just different things to make it more of a, a show home and you go into a brand new build. You get the wow factor. Trying to get the wow factor. That's what we want people to have when they walk into any property that they, they show. Okay, that's good, that's good. Um, you'll do a fair amount of negotiating and I'm always interested in, in the estate agent's take on the negotiating because um, I guess from a solicitor's point of view, we're on the other side insofar as we're trying to, to get the best price possible there no doubt will be some tricks that the estate agents will use to try and ensure that they get the best prices possible. I don't know whether or not you're prepared to share anything well, like we that. Do. We want to get the best price for the clients. Yeah. So obviously, our fees are, we want to get the best fee that we can. Sure. But at the end of the day, our job is to satisfy the clients and get the best offer for the client. Yeah. So regardless of how big or how small the property is or who the client is, our aim is to work as hard as we can to get them the best offer, regardless if it's a fixed fee, or if it's a percentage fee, mm-hmm. or if it's a performance-based fee, that regardless, we are aimed to get the highest figure that we can. Right. And we'll always do as much as we can in order to do that. And One of the tactics that I like to use is, is the, uh, the art of silence. Um, certainly from my point of view, trying to negotiate, it's all about trying to get as much knowledge as possible. And, and sometimes, um, certainly some estate agents that you do like to talk um, and what I've found sometimes if you actually don't say anything and you just put that pregnant pause in and try and hold it and hold it hold it so you don't say anything it's amazing the amount of times that somebody on the other side will think oh I don't like this pregnant pause I'll just fill it with something and sometimes then yeah. they can come up with something sometimes if you leave clients that they're they'll be thinking about it which you sometimes do because mm-hmm. if it's a good offer Sometimes the more talking you do can put clients off, whereas if you let yeah. them think about it, the next day they can come back to you and say, well, hold on, I've actually been thinking about that offer. That actually is a very good offer. Uh-huh. And it's about planting the seed for people to, to yeah, think about. And they don't like the silence if they don't hear anything. Yeah. You'll have a, a purchaser say, I've not heard anything. W- what's your client's thoughts? You have a, uh-huh. a client say, I've not heard from the purchaser. And are they, still, are they still interested in my property? What offer they are? And are they at this level? And, yeah. neither party want to lose each other mm-hmm. and it's just managing that but being able to keep the silence but not too yeah. much silence yeah. I mean I, I look at it and it's a bit of a dance I have to say um, you, you've got, it's not like and as I say this to a lot of my clients it's not as if it's a court action where somebody owes somebody money and the other person doesn't want to pay it ultimately you've got a buyer and a seller and it's just what kind of dance you're going to end up doing in order to, to reach the purchase price. Of course, our aim is to get the best price for the vendor, but also satisfy the purchaser because at the end of the day, they may have a house to sell which we'd be delighted to help and, and sell their property for them. And it's about giving everybody the experience and the service that they deserve. Great, great. Which is what we want to do. So you clearly are selling properties at Nickel, but you yourself yeah. has, have recently bought a property. Um, yeah. Tell me, how did you find that process? Stressful. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've never relaxed. I've calmed down recently. But no, I'm, I, uh, I like, I do things before they even happen. I'm, right. I, I like to jump ahead and get everything done. Uh-huh. I am, but no, stressful. But once it's done, it was done, and it was it's the best decision you've made. Yeah, no, definitely. Okay, that's good. Definitely, that's good. Okay, um, listen. What we do at the end of uh, of our little chat here is just to fire some quick questions at you okay so the whole point about it is not to think about it and just give you the first thing that comes into your head okay, okay. so um first bus or taxi taxi uh, first tea or football tea um first car um fiat okay how much do you pay for that i think it was like eleven thousand. that one was, was it that was my okay. first car i've had okay. quite a few it's bad first film Oh, I don't even know. The first one I can remember growing yeah. up was Matilda. Matilda, that's a good film. Favourite movie. Yeah. Never gets old. Aha, uh-huh. no, that is good. Um, what's his face in that? Danny DeVito. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Aha, uh-huh. and she's the one, Matilda's, she's the maths genius. She's a maths genius to be girl. Yeah. That then her teacher takes her My in. My two kids are 12 and 14, and so yeah, good. it's very funny. It's a bit, it's, it would never go in. It's just come to the London theatres as well. Oh, actually. is it? Yeah. Right. What kind of songs are they doing to that then? No idea. No. But it looks amazing. Wow. Okay. First Blood or Rambo? Blood? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's filmed. Uh, Rambo, no. no. Sylvester Stallone? No. I think that's an age thing. No. Um, first fix or Get a Man In? Get a Man In. Okay. Um, first House? That's obviously the one you Third just bought. The one, first house we just bought was the one we just bought. Okay. And that's it? Listen, thanks very much. Well, thank you. It's been most entertaining. Yes, no. And uh, maybe next time we'll do, uh, we'll get the camera in and we'll, we'll, we'll shoot the camera, shall we? You never know. Have to wait and see. But All no, right. Thank you. Cheers. Appreciate it. So there you go. That was Daniel Cohen of Nicholas Estate Agents. I hope you enjoyed that. I'm off on holiday on Wednesday. Uh, we're going away for a fortnight, so looking forward to that. We're going to go off to Crete for two weeks. I'm going to do a couple of shows whilst we're over there, and I will come back and do or try and get a couple of interviews done and get those out. Sitting here on Sunday morning, just doing the show, and I'm just back from Kintyre, Uh, You'll know that I was trying to put the property on the market. I went down there on Sunday, Sunday morning, and uh, travelled down there sort of half past seven in the morning. And I didn't get it back until two o'clock yesterday uh, morning. So two o'clock in the morning. I managed to get a a fair bit done down there. It's still not in a, a state, I think, that we can stick it on the market. So I'm having second thoughts as to whether or not we'll actually put it on the market this year. I might just uh, see if we can get some more guests in and then put it on the market next week. Um, having said that, um, I'll be glad, I think, once the property's sold because it's a bit soul-destroying having to get up uh, at uh, half past seven on a Saturday morning and then get down there, six-hour drive there and back and uh, you know get to your bed at two o'clock in the morning having... Um, stained some floors, done the washing, changed the beds. Uh, yeah, 
um, laid some some tiles. Uh, I ask in the interviews as to whether or not your first fix or DIY. Um, I have to say, uh, I think I should be getting somebody in to to do all of that. I'm having a six hour round trip. Anyway, uh, it is what it is. I tell you, I've been listening to an e a show a, a podcast, um, ALG Property Show, and I think you should maybe have a listen to that. It's it's pretty good. It's got some great information if you're a property developer and you wanted to get in to do that full time. ALG Property Show is run by a guy uh, called Paul McFadden, and uh, yeah, there's some good stuff in that. They're they're pretty raw, I have to say, and uh, there's a bit of swearing that goes on. But uh, you know, as as he said uh, on the show, um, he's he just tells it as it is, and yeah, have a listen to that. It's pretty good stuff, I have to say. ALG Property Show. What I'd like you to do is to share the show. What we're trying to do is drive a lot of traffic to the website and also clearly drive traffic to the podcast and just get the listener numbers up. And one of the best ways you can do that is by sharing the show on Facebook. So if if you could do that, um, if you're listening to this and, and you're one of my Facebook friends, then if you could share that, uh, then that would be fantastic. And again, if you've been driven to the show by LinkedIn uh, or other uh, one of the other social medias, then please, if you could share that, what we're trying to do is, is get the listener numbers up there. What I'm trying to do is to give value to those who are interested and in the property space, those who are wanting just to get under the bonnet as far as the, the technicalities of buying a property is concerned, whether that be on the legal side of things or whether in fact that be on the, the mortgage and finance <coughs> excuse me, side of things. It is a free resource. Uh, I've got no intention to go down any sort of charging route. Whether or not anybody would pay, pay for this is, is entirely another matter, of course. Um, but certainly um, it's a free resource and really what I'm trying to do is to get as many, many listeners as possible. So there we go. That's today's show. I'm going to uh, hop on out of here and get my packing done for holidays. And we will then catch up with you next week. Please drive some traffic to the website, drive some traffic to the podcast, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Bricks and Mortar podcast, a sideways look at property.